<laughs> cry, Eagles, cry. <laughs> you know, there's few things I love more than a Dallas Cowboys victory, boys, but a Dallas Cowboys victory followed by a Philadelphia Eagles loss, that just really completes a fucking weekend for your boy. It was a beautiful weekend. Me and Mr. Z-Love watched the entirety of that game with an Eagles fan, uh, which was quite enjoyable. But that was mm-hmm. uh, that was a great way to cap. Uh, a finally somebody bailed, not bailed us out. Finally, someone helped fucking Cowboys out. All these AFC teams had let us down, even though you know it was at the hands of another team we had nothing to do with. Uh, still as big, still as big for the program, fellas. This team should that team should be like seven and five, and instead they're they're ten and two. But for hey, now, I'll take it. We'll see. Their luck won't hold. They got stomped out too. They they basically got beat as bad as we did by the Niners, so, yep. which made me feel better sure. about our own it's defeat. It's weird because I I loved every minute of it, and also I think it was on the other hand, it's a reminder that I don't think I want anything to do with a healthy Niners team at all. Nope. <laughs> like nope, I just, I, not at all. I'll say are, this, and I, I really think we can beat. Philly, I think that team's been overrated. I think at full health, man, I just don't know how you stop that giant in San Francisco. But well, I do think we, I think we can compete <clears throat> well with the Eagles. I think we yeah. match up well against them, and for maybe that same reason, maybe because I also think we we match up terribly with the Niners. The Eagles might match up terribly with the Niners too. Um, they got smashed out, but. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys did come away. Thursday night football. Uh, these are always weird because you're kind of like in front of the eyes of the nation. Um, there's only one game on Cowboys against Seattle. And this was a game that I think a lot of people thought the Cowboys would roll through. Seattle's offense had been totally anemic for the last couple weeks. And it turned into a shootout instead. Um, this was a unique experience for me. I have not... I have not missed a Cowboys game from a live viewing perspective since probably the Obama administration. And on Wednesday, I discovered that months ago I had a a promised Cassie and my parents that I would go with them to this um, Christmas play that is put on every year in Austin uh, at the Zach Theater, uh, A Christmas Carol. And it is a a really well-done production of A Christmas Carol. It was really well done. It was a wonderful time. Um, But I didn't – when we got tickets to it, when we got invited, it was like some random date in November, you know? And I was kind of like, okay, it's during the week. Like I don't really need to like look at the Cowboys' schedule for that. And it was only last Wednesday that I discovered that it was – like Kurt, the curtain for this play was at seven thirty. It was like at kickoff, and it was like, "Please silence your phones," you know. So like, I promised Cassie that I wouldn't sit there oh, on, the, on my phone the whole time. So I put my phone on airplane mode when we sat down, and then I was allowed to look at it at the intermission, which was like nine o'clock, basically at halftime of the game. I got to see the last like three or four plays of the second of the first half, and then. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then we got out, and we drove home, and I was, like, following the game cast in the car on the way home, and when we got in the door, 
the first play I saw when I walked in the door was the CD reverse, the 25 yard reverse that like probably should have iced the game. But then we like made some bizarre decisions at the end of the game, like on third down and three, throwing at the end zone instead mm-hmm. of like running the ball. Um, but suffice it's- it to say, I thought I had a terrible experience because like I look at my phone, we're fucking down like 21 to, tw- to 20 at halftime. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to be one of these games. I'm worrying about it the whole time we're in this play. And then we get home, we won, but I I know I knew even before I watched the replay, which I, I did go back and watch the whole game, uh, tip to tail. This is one of those games that would have fucking killed me, dude. Like just at, the defense was just absolutely letting Seattle have their way. We could not cover DK Metcalf. We could not cover Tyler Lockett. We could not cover Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, this is probably the worst game of Duran Bland's professional career, and it's coming kind of on the on the tail the coattails of like this beautiful moment where he sets the interceptions touchdown record. People are talking about him being DPOY. Um, That's dumb and he just got absolutely brutalized, dude. Like I think he gave mm-hmm. up like five for one thirty and two touchdowns in the first half or something. It's very strange because Seattle, uh, Seattle hadn't uh, really done anything offensively. They had taken a step back from last year. You know, Gino had kind of this resurgence last year and, you know, uh, kind of resurrected his career, so to speak, and kind of went into this year with higher expectations. Uh, and it just really hasn't clicked for them, you know? I mean, Kenneth Walker's been a pretty good run game. He missed, you know, that game, and I think they definitely missed him. But... Uh, you know, they took JSN with the first pick, or I mean, with their second first-round pick. And so they have three really good wide receivers. I think this is what people are expecting to see from Seattle more. They just really, for whatever reason, the team hasn't clicked. And, man, when they clicked tonight, man, I mean, that was just uh, – that was tough, whether they went to JSN, Lockett, or really Metcalf, of course, the one who from really just the fucking jump of this game just seemed pretty unguardable. And uh, they just never took their foot off the gas. And we finally, you know, the defense made a couple little plays at the end, some big fourth down stops. Uh, but, yeah, I, I I had a little different experience. You know, I watched the whole thing. Zach watched the first half with me. He's feeling sick. So the second half I was just watching it kind of like this neighborhood uh, bar that's just down the street from me. And uh, what was actually fun is it got really hyped in there when we started making, like, the comeback. And all of a sudden, I had people high-fiving that, you, you know, you, you only meet at bar. Everyone's your best friend. Everyone's, like, going nuts for each other. Some random dude bought me a shot. So it actually wound up being quite a pleasurable experience, despite I almost made peace at one point in the third quarter, I think, when they scored again, that I was like, man, we might just, like, fuck around and lose this game. This sucks. But... Uh, the one thing that was really consistent throughout, as good as Gino and company were, uh, another great game from, from Dak, baby. And the offense, that's what gave me hope, is the offense at all times looked, looked, pretty, fucking, looked pretty fucking good all day. So, Not only did Dak have a, have a great game, this could have been an absurd game from Dak. Like, he's a couple drops and, like, penalties away from having one of his best games of his career, I think. So you have... He throws uh he has the the rushing touchdown that gets called back because of a hold on steel. On fourth down. Like that's that's your fourth touchdown. Yeah, on fourth down, which would have been crazy. You have the he fires a frozen rope to CD Lamb in triple coverage in the end zone, which hits CD in the hands and CD can't can't gather it in. It's a tough catch. Like it's a very tough catch. I'm not putting that one on CD. The only one I really put on CD that I saw was the fourth yeah. down 
like the two yard fourth down catch that CD couldn't Which gather again, in. I, I like um, that they went for that. I know Mike got some flack for in the game. I agree. I, absolutely, I mean, your defense hadn't stopped them all game. You finally get a stop. You know, Deron Bland gets that pick, which was kind of his lone highlight of the day. Uh, in a day where he, as we mentioned, just got picked on. I mean, when they took him off DK, then all of a sudden they started throwing wherever he was. Gino was uh, liking that matchup. But he made a hell of a pick on that. And it felt like we needed points there. So going for it on fourth and two, staying aggressive, especially with how good our offense has been, how good their offense has been. I like the call. And obviously it worked. It just, you know, Sadie's got to catch that one. So. I'm yeah, saying if we had but, scored there, that would have been the game, basically. Yeah. The rest of it would have been them playing catch up. Dak, Dak could have Dak could have easily had a five or six touchdown game, uh, if some things go right. But regardless, he comes away with like a, basically a three hundred yard, three touchdown outing, no turnovers, um, despite getting sacked quite a few times. It was a four sack game for Dak, which I was a little concerned um, by that. He's yeah. getting hit yeah. a lot. Yeah. We had I'll tell you this one. I was concerned the defense one, one thing, fucking sucked in this one, dude. Defense did not play well. They did come up with some fourth down. The, the, at the end of the game, they stood mm. tall, and I appreciate that they were not able to like kind of rally themselves the in the big down. moment. Yeah, that kind of helps. <laughs> there's been a there's been a lot of discussion about that, and like if I, I really I really don't put as much blame on them as people seem to be because very clearly it was designed screen pass, and so normally you'd have the running back come in and chip Micah there because of the overload on that side, but the running back was trying to slip out to... and catch the ball, and Gino thought he could like slip could like throw it around Micah to him. He was supposed him. to slip immediately. Fortunately, one he Micah wasn't is supposed so... to Charbonnet or yeah DJ Dallas whoever it was wasn't supposed to like hesitate in that one you're supposed to just like beam right across him and and go but also like i get yeah. it i get the design i just think if your design is that like that's the oh, it's, guy it's that you're idea. gonna leave open i don't like even if they messed up the execution and that's just well, one micah's micah's so fast do that too yeah micah's so fast that he was able to one diagnose and get to gino before so it didn't matter and two huge props especially at the end of this game to DeMarcus Lawrence, who even if he had managed to get that ball out, DeMarcus Lawrence was right on the running back and would have blasted him. And DeMarcus also came up with the huge fourth down stop that I think you could make the case was kind of like the game-winning play, maybe other than Dak's touchdown deferred. Um, one thing I really noticed in this game, man, like in a game where Dak distributed the ball to so many different guys, you've got CD catching 12 balls, on 17 targets. You got Ferguson with a 77-yard touchdown game. Um, Ferg had an awesome game, dude. dude He's just continuing to develop. I'm so uh, fucking excited about Ferg. The, the second half, that was so fucking awesome. That was such a nice play. And and he was talking mad shit, dude. Ferg was out there standing on business, which I appreciate. He was talking shit to Jamal Adams. He was talking shit to Quandre Diggs. I liked all that. Cooks had a game. I mean, Jalen Tolbert catches the ball. Tony Pollard's in the passing game. Luke Schoonmaker catches his one pass of the game. Kevontae Turpin, Rico Daddle. Dude, Michael Gallup is not even uh, beyond not a factor. Like, he's below Luke Schoonmaker in the, like, um, Tolbert's, causing Tolbert's anything in this game. Tolbert's taking over the slowly and slowly and slowly. I mean, yeah. they just don't even play Gallup very much anymore. Which, is not like a that's not a testament to Jalen Tolbert's skill because Jalen Tolbert sucks ass too. It's just that Gallup has regressed so much now that like 
Gallup is done. He, he just can't even That's be trusted to like. He was supposed to kind of be the number like three, three or four balls and, a game. You know, now Ferguson yeah. I think has really emerged as the number three. Or Ferguson Cooks are kind of both tied to that like two three spot behind Lamb, and then Turpin's kind of their gadget guy, fourth. You know, basically what Cedric Wilson kind of used to be for them. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I gotta say, I'm so happy that Ferguson has developed it, like, along the lines of what I thought he could be. Um, he's certainly not on that, like, Kittle-Kelsey tier yet, but I do think he's in that next tier of tight ends, where it's like, this guy makes a significant impact on the game, he can be a thousand-yard dude in the right situation, especially if he keeps developing. He's pretty young. Um, I'm stoked about what we have in Jake Ferguson. I mean, and he makes athletic plays, man. I mean, he's out there like hurdling guys and shit. Like this is awesome. Yeah. He's really come on. Uh, you know, again, it shows why I don't think we needed to spend a second round pick on a fucking tight end, but, uh, what? Nope. Should have got tank Dell. Oh, rest in peace. Tank Dell. That was tough. But yeah, that was sad to see, <laughs> but overall, man, I, I think I came away from this game thinking that, Obviously, this is uh, our version of a game that, like, the Eagles have had many times this year where it's like, you know, they're supposed to roll a team. They don't. It gets into it. They get into a slog. Of course, the Seattle Seahawks, if I was them, I'd probably be saying the same thing. A shitload of flags in this game on both Dude, sides. I think each team got 10, which was absurd. On a wide receiver in the first half. That first half lingered forever. I mean, if there was contact at all, you were getting a DPI call. And then they did it in the second half, which is kind of strange, but whatever. Uh, poorly officiated game. So, but I like that things went wrong, okay? Like, this is the kind of game that we had against Seattle, or against the Cardinals, against the Eagles in the first half, against the Niners where the calls are not going all your way. Your defense didn't show up. Things are not clicking for you. And they managed to gut it out. The offense managed to carry the defense, Huge. which is like something we, I think we mm-hmm. all needed to see a little bit. Um, and man, like ultimately I think Mike said it really well after the game that like to win in this league, to go all the way to where this team wants to go, you need a championship quarterback. And, Every week thus far for the last like two months, Dak has answered that bell. Like they have put out, you know, here's what we need from you today to win against this opponent. And Dak has done it. Now, obviously the opponents have not been amazing. This opponent was a little better. This coming week is a huge challenge um, against, you know, the parent, the number one team in the conference. But I'm so impressed with how Dak Prescott has played down the stretch, man. I mean, he, he single-handedly won you this game basically. Like he kept you in it. He boat raced this team when no one on on defense could cover anyone on their offense. And despite DK Metcalf having a straight-up Calvin Johnson day against our secondary, um, Dak just did what Dak kind of does best, which is like go out there every time and just keep slinging, dude. And he's, he's He's in rare form. I don't know if I've seen him this hot in my entire time being a fan of him. So this feels like the type of game we play in 2019 where our defense just gets rolled over and we're like, all right, Dak, Put the team on your back, score every single time you have the football. And it's nice Dude, to see and that he's still capable of that. It it is uh it is classic, classic Dak. I mean, when you look at this team, they probably they should have scored on their first drive. They get down to first and goal at the two and somehow don't score on that, which is is a little sad. But after that they go touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, 
turnover on downs, field goal, touchdown, field goal. Um, so eight of 10 on offensive possessions, getting points. Um, they need some of those field goals to be touchdowns, obviously, but it feels like the offense that was pretty questionable at the beginning of the year has slowly built itself up and is now looking like one of the premier units in the league, especially with the connection that Dak has with CD lamb, the growing connection with Jake Ferguson and the slow, steady rise of Brandon cooks. Um, and even Pollard has looked significantly better over the last gonna, couple of weeks than the game. I'll chime in on that one. I, I, I said is I, I made jokes that uh, every time he touched the ball at the bar, I was like, nice run, Zeke. Let's go, Zeke. Because, dude, he's – that's what – he yeah, had 20 yeah. carries, 68. He yes. Looked, I won't agree that he looked good in this game. I thought he was a liability and he was a reason that they couldn't run at the goal line at all. I just I, – I, maybe it's not all him. Maybe it's just this team's not great at run blocking. I don't know, but – very unimpressed. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying he's doing well. I'm just saying compared to where we were four or five weeks ago, where like I didn't think uh, I. I went the whole games without seeing uh, a play from Pollard that I would write home about. At least in this game, you get like he scores from the five yard line. He gets you a twenty yard run here yeah. and there. Like those were totally absent for like three or four games. So my my standards are certainly low. Like. He's having a very year that Zeke had last year. With at least Zeke had, I think, like ten touchdowns or something. But very much like, yeah, I mean, it'll occasionally pop a play. But every time he pops a play, it kind of reminds me how few plays he's popped. Like that's like every time I see him do something, yeah, it's, it, it's like a, it's like a, if you were like a baseball player that's kind of lost it and you're like oh shit so-and-so homered in this game and then you're like oh i noticed it because he hasn't <laughs> he hasn't done shit in a month you know and that's that's sort yeah. of how i feel about pollard but uh you know we'll see offense as a whole you can't really have complaints i mean I, it's really interesting because this this offense if you look at this team right they won 12 games two years ago 12 games last year i know i keep bringing this up but i i think if you were going to say What's different about this team? Is this the same old Cowboy? Are they going to fall flat in January? We don't know. We'll see. But I, I think if you wanted to talk yourself into it, um, the offense has not played at this level probably since the beginning of 2021. And then Dak got that calf injury. Yeah. And then they were kind of fluky down the stretch. They didn't really – I mean, we went to that Cardinals game that year, Andy, where we got COVID, and they just looked like ass offensively, really flat. Same against the Niners. God, what a terrible And then in 2022, Dak never really turned it on when he came back from injury. That was, you know, the interception year. He just never – he wasn't bad. He just wasn't very good at the end of last year. He was kind of – that offense was kind well, of okay. Y'all y'all remember my uh, – y'all remember my, my like uh, – I only I only kept it for a couple of weeks. But my theory of, like, Dak Prescott was never the same after, after that injury – um, mm-hmm. that he suffered in that Patriots game. And I, I went back last week and looked at it because obviously some things have changed. Um, and you're, you're exactly right. But like they're, they're very comparable periods of his career. Those first six games of 2021 and the last like month and a half, two months of this season. Um, so when we look at the beginning of 2021, he had, you know, three touchdowns, one pick, uh, zero touchdowns, one pick. That was the 20 to 17 Chargers game that year. That was rough. Um, but then three touchdowns, zero picks, four touchdowns, zero picks, three touchdowns, one pick, three touchdowns, one pick, and then he gets the injury. Um, this year, over his last 
six games, he has just been absolutely lights out. So starting with the Rams game, four touchdowns and a pick, three touchdowns, zero picks against Philly, four touchdowns and a pick against the Giants, two touchdowns, no picks against Carolina, four and zero against Washington, and then three and zero against Seattle. Um, it's very, very comparable yardage-wise, touchdowns to int ratio. He's, he's actually playing better now than he did in that opening six games of 2021. Um, so I think you can definitely make the case that this is the hottest two-month streak of Dak Prescott's career. The question is, now we're in December. Now you're going to play a who's who. you got to go play Philly, Miami, Detroit. What's really um, interesting you're about gonna play some of the best again, teams in the league. Dallas there. I you know, to kind of complete my thought is that this him and this offense are probably playing at a level that they haven't been at any point heading into the playoffs. So we'll see. I mean it, it's tough it's really tough in the NFL to play a prolonged stretch that long. Like at some point when you cool yeah. off and then do you do you stay cool? Can you flip it back on? We haven't seen cool off yet. And as tough as these next four games are from Dallas's perspective itself, from an offensive perspective, I mean, the Eagles' defense is terrible. They're 32nd against uh, third down conversion. They're bottom three in red zone touchdowns allowed. And, I mean, we just saw their linebacker cores got absolutely abused by Shanahan and company. Then you have Buffalo. Yeah, well, they made a little uh, addition well, well, yeah. uh, and to uh, help with that situation today. But, but agreed, Buffalo, yes. same thing. They don't really have much of a defense. They've been just plagued by injuries. And then, same Miami has, I guess their defense has kind of turned it on since the return of Jalen Ramsey. We'll see. But I, my point is, like, there really shouldn't be a reason for Dak and the offense to slow down. So, that's a really good time. I mean, he, he could be the first Cowboy since... I mean, I guess the only one is Emmitt Smith. So he could be the second Cowboy ever to win an MVP, which is crazy when you think about the history of this team. Did Roger Staubach never no, win Emmett's MVP? Emmitt's the only Cowboy that ever won MVP. Damn, that's you know? crazy. I really thought Roger had one, but I guess he only has Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. So, and look, I think the winner of this game will probably be in the the, the front runner for that, right? But uh, it's, it's great to see how he's playing. You know, I can't say enough good things about the offense. Uh, you know, defense, if you guys want to pivot there, uh, I don't know what we say. But uh, it's – I don't know what – Can't yeah, go on like that. I don't that. know if concern's the right word, but, yeah. man, they're – I used to think they were an elite defense that, like, early in the year was going to carry this team. And it's so funny how that narrative's flipped where now it's like the offense is probably elite or at least Dak's playing – best level of his game and the defense is still good still very good but they're very beatable right like they're like teams can do this to you and like i don't have a lot of faith in them yeah. being able to stop the phillies san frans the lions i mean they're gonna play some the dolphins is of the world the bills of the world like they're about to the defense is about to the, have a the really dolphins tough are the ones that scare me because because here's the thing man like dk metcalf they they have done a, a decent job in the past of like you know, guarding the Eagles, like they've they've done their thing. They, you know, in the last game, the Eagles didn't run wild. What scares me is that you know DK Metcalf, if nothing else, is one of the like three to seven best athletes currently playing football. And to put Deron Bland on an island is to really test his athleticism against DKs, which I don't think was a great approach. 
they need to have a much better plan for dealing with Tyreek Hill because Tyreek is even freakier. I think than a concerning DK, thing for them is the safety absolutely plays really bad for this team this year. I mean, Donovan Wilson, yeah. uh, the first touchdown was pretty much solely on him. Like, yeah, Bland got beat, but that was awful safety help. I mean, Donovan Wilson's just not been very good this year. J. Ron Curse, who's my boy. I love what J. Ron Curse brings. He's been average this season, probably. And then Malik Hooker's been fine, but uh, they just have not had very good safety play this year. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, and they've had to, you know, rob their own safety core of rotational play guys linebacker, to yeah. fill in the holes at linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you had, and you have, you know, Israel, Izzy Amakwamu uh, is, is not getting time because he's hurt. Uh, Marquise Bell is obviously playing linebacker. So, yeah, it's uh, the safety situation has not been great. My hope is that that is basically the worst version that we're going to see of them and that they can bounce back a little bit. I mean, when we saw, you know, we saw the similar things from the offense at the beginning of the season and they managed to turn it around. I have, I do have some faith in DQ being able to make some they're adjustments. Well coached. I mean, that's the uh, thing, right? They're going to have well to play significantly better. They do have an all-time special player on defense, right? It was a pretty quiet Micah game. Uh, yeah. And he actually got free quite a bit uh, in this game. He just really wasn't able to touch. Gino did just a good job of moving in the pocket in general. He, he dodged danger a lot in that one. I really hope they... Mm-hmm. I really hope DQ and our defense watched that Niners game closely because I think the Niners showed you exactly how to beat the shit out of Jalen Hurts. He's kind of banged like, up right now. And he's not, even came, like they have really long well, developing plays right now. It's it's very strange. But Bosa even said it in the press conference after the game. He's like, we were not trying to set the sacks record. Like they went to full contain. They shut the the gaps. They kept him in the pocket, and there were multiple plays in that game. It looked bizarre. He would have like five to seven seconds back there. Dude, the Bills and just game in the first half, they, take a touch they have long stretches. And by they, I'm sorry, the, the Philadelphia offense has long stretches of just looking completely anemic. Now, they turned it on. I mean, they trailed in the second half by ten points, like four straight games or something. And, I mean, they're 3-1, and one, yeah. props for that, but you can't live like that in the NFL. Uh, and their defense is not giving them any help, but the offense no, has been it, really slow for them. It caught up to them this last game, man. I mean, like, they, they were like, the Niners c- kind of got off to a slow start themselves. Like, you know, first quarter or so, they didn't look great. They then once yards the Niners the figured quarter, it out, the Eagles... yards yeah. in the next three quarters. <laughs> Yeah, like once the Niners figured it out, and once they started what, giving the ball to, to CMC, it, it yeah, it just be, it just became a route. So it's gonna be really interesting. I do think this is like this is your marquee this is huge, game, man. right, of the you season, know, they got like you on their home turf, right? Like if you wanna, I mean, the odds of us getting the one seed, I saw even after the loss, or I think we're like thirteen percent. Basically, the Niners are forty something, and the Eagles are forty something. Um, so. Well, for for those at home who want to know, uh, hey, what should I what should I be rooting for going forward? Because it is a complicated formula here now that we're not in control of our own destiny. Here's what you need. Okay, here's the easiest route. This Pretty week, much a must win. It's simple. We beat the Eagles. We beat the Eagles. Okay. <laughs> Next week, we need to beat the Bills, and we need Seattle to beat the Eagles. Week sixteen, we need to beat the Dolphins, and we need the Ravens to beat the 49ers. Then week 17, we beat the Lions. Week 18, we beat the Commanders. One seed, home by. Here we come. 
but you need some help. You need the you need the Seahawks to build off what they did Thursday and go do that to the Eagles, which I think they can do. Like the Eagles' defense is bad. They've been playing with fire and... for a while. They haven't. They've had one double-digit win this entire year. Isn't that right? And it was that like Buccaneers, yeah. of all teams. So I I don't. They've been very unimpressive, even in their wins. Right. So this has not been the same Eagles team as last year, and their secondary starting to show a lot of warts i mean we talked about both their coordinators left like that's a big loss uh yeah the only the only game that they won okay they've yeah yeah that is it because they beat the patriots by five they beat the vikings by six they beat the buccaneers by two touchdowns they beat the commanders by three points they beat the rams by nine they lost yeah they lost to the jets (laughs) Uh no they okay they did beat Miami by fourteen so they got so that's a that's a quality win right there, then they beat the Commanders thirty eight thirty one which like man you gave them thirty one points the Commanders Commanders put up big Um, money on them yeah you beat you beat Dallas by five which again that game game could have gone the other way very easily at the end yep yep beat the Chiefs by four points beat the Bills by three, then got stomped out by the Niners. Then they play us at home, and then they got to go to Seattle to play Seattle. So, I really, really hope that if the Cowboys can beat these guys, there's an there's at least some chance that Seattle can pull the miracle upset too. And then all we really need is that one. We need one more after that. We need the Niners to drop one between now and the end of the year. And the one I think that is reasonable to even hope for is the Ravens, who are a pretty decent team. So. If we beat Philly this week, we'll technically, for a short moment, right, we'll be the leaders of the division. But if both teams win, that no, can't be if right. Both though. teams win out, the Eagles would basically. If we both end up four well, and we, three, they'll actually get the tiebreaker on us. No, if we uh, beat the Eagles, they still have the tiebreaker on us because of uh, it would come Not down for to technically conference. The week, so I don't know how it works. No, first it no first it comes out comes down to who has the better division. And we have record. a better That's division record. That's the first tie right and we have more division yeah. wins. Okay. But at the end of the year, once yeah. everyone's played all their division right. games, then the Eagles and us would have if the same okay. number division wins. If we conference wins, then it would be the Eagles. Get the bye week on us. The way is basically how it worked out. So even if Correct. we win this one, it's it's must needed, but it also you know job's not done at that point. We're still gonna have to have somebody beat the Eagles if we want the one seed. Uh, and I think I don't know. I told Zach, and I don't want to get I guess too ahead of, of for this podcast. I realistically don't think we're going to win the next all four games. I do think we beat Philly. I think we'll probably drop one between Miami, Buffalo, Miami, or I have Miami circled. I think the Buffalo's pretty, Buffalo's pretty mediocre, frankly, at this point. The Lions, eight and eighteen. Yeah, the the Lions. The Lions defense, I think, since week six is thirty second ranked defense in the NFL. Dead last. They've given up like thirty a game. They're getting uh, housed. So I agree with you. I feel good about them. I'm just saying they came really close to losing to the Saints. But it's it's Miami at Christmas Eve at Miami is the one that scares me. Especially at home too. Miami's like us. Especially at home, man, playing at that track field stadium. Well, and just like, dude, like. You're gonna have Ty- you're gonna have Bland on Tyree Kill, dude. 
and you better have a plan for that. I'll tell you what you, you shouldn't do watching the, guard Tyree uh, Kill. anyone watch that Miami Commanders game. You shouldn't press Tyree Kill with no safety help. I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise on doing that very often. Yeah, th that is a bad plan. That would be a bad plan. Especially uh, with our slot guy being so, Jordan Lewis. I don't think you want to take a run at that. Hey man, J, J. Lou had a big J. Lou had a huge play in this game. He did. He's that was you know, awesome. It's he, he did. I'll give him credit there. But uh, defense as a whole, how do you guys feel? He's a, just, J do you think this flash in the pan game, or do you think it's like, hey, this defense is good, but they're really beatable? Like, where do you guys stand on it? I I don't think they're elite. I think that this defense is very good. Uh, but I do think they're capable of dropping one. I don't think they're as bad as what we saw on Thursday night. I don't expect that I do. every single week. I agree week. with that. Where they're good at is takeaways. And if we don't get takeaways, and we're going to kind of suck. You get, like, that's the formula, right? And sacks, yeah. yeah. We need we need pass rush, yeah. And we didn't generate pass rush against Seahawks. Like, they were able to get time. I mean, he was a like 92 well, QBR. And he was, I'll say we got pressure on him. A lot game, of pressure. Honestly, just, you know. Didn't seem to affect him. Yeah, no. Gino played great. Like he had almost a career so, game. What have they won? This game a little bit more well. detail was frustrating because it, it was a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Where it really got dicey is I, I felt pretty good about Dallas, even with you know the big play to Gino and uh, or I mean DK, and then DK had another big one that set up their other score. The the one that really concerned me was right before the half. We gave up like a really long drive with a minute thirty on the clock. I was we gave up a, a pi in the yeah, end zone. Yeah, so eight plays, seventy five yard score, drive. And the refs yeah. wave it we off, up. and then they immediately just score again. Just don't even, not even blinking against us. And then they get the ball and just march down our throat. And so we're up. 20 to 14, and the next time Dak touches the ball, we're down 28 to 20. That was a little bit, uh, that's when things got a little dicey. Dude, imagine this is my experience, okay? I, I, they go, the lights turn on, they're like intermission. I pull my phone out, turn it off airplane mode. It's 14 to 20 yeah, Dallas. Pretty good. Okay. I, I see, I see Geno Smith deep pass left to Jackson Smith in Jigma, 30 yards for a touchdown. I was like, damn it, dude. Then I see that it gets taken off the board. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and then they scored again anyway from the one-yard line. I was like, wait, we DPI'd them in the end zone? And they get this, oh, my God. And then it was like, all right, time for the play to start again. You have to put your phone away. I was like, bro, we're fucked. I'm going to turn this shit back on. It's going to be like 42. That was a lot of air out of the like, state, you know, the, the feel of the bar. And then when they came back and immediately marched down the field without really – I mean – you know, Gina wound up scrambling in on third down and not really looking like we ever were going to stop them. Uh, you know, and we did answer. I mean, that's what I felt good about. Dak got it. Then he get the pick, but then he get the four and out, which I agree with him going, right? So now it's 28-27 right after the bland interception. They go four and out. CD drops a fourth down ball. And immediately that Seattle sucked. marches down the field. And again, they had a giant play to uh, – like Noah Fant of all people, and then Zach Charbonnet, and then Dallas does this dumb shit where we don't get set with one second left, and they just run a little dump off screen that almost scored a touchdown. I was so livid in the third period, uh, mm -hmm. and then they go up eight, and we have to settle for a field goal, 
And at that point, it looks like, hey man, this may not be our day. And then finally, you know, the big fourth and one stop, tank, uh, big play there, finally to get off the field. And then when, when, when Dak scored on that one and we got the two point conversion, I felt. I felt pretty at home at that point. I know they were going to get the ball, but I felt pretty. Which, dude, pretty let me good let me tell that. you, that was Dak's kind of MVP moment if, almost if, of the season. At second and two on the Seattle seven, when we get the delay of game and it turns it into a second and seven from the Seattle twelve, if they fuck up and don't score a touchdown there, that delay of game penalty is one of the more infuriating fuck ups of the year. Like. They do that shit all the time. Like, I swear to God, the instructions for Dak are just like, don't even pay attention to the play clock. We'll do that. I really do think that's how they operate. Because, like, I, Dak does not even look at the play clock. Mike calls a well, timeout if it gets big. too you close. Know, even what Rodgers was kind of saying, if you guys kind of heard that McAvee interview, I can't remember if we talked about that in the pod this week or last week, but, you know, Rodgers was very complimentary of the way Dak had been playing the position and how he loved it and his cadence and all that. And he... But Dak does a lot of like checks and he's moving protection around and hot routes. So like they got to get the play in fast because Dak likes to. He's a very good pre-snap quarterback where he's he's kind of you know what Peyton used to do. Or, I know, which I love. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, I I love that stuff. It's just that like, dude, you you cannot have delay of game penalties. That's just like missing free throws in the NBA. It's just a, an absolute backbreaker when you get five five yard, especially for a team like this where. The number of like first and goal at the threes that they've fucked up, like five yard penalties cannot happen if we can avoid it. So, but yeah, like when I when I went back and was watching the game from front to back with foreknowledge what was happening, I remember when I got to they score a touchdown to go twenty eight twenty seven Seattle, and then we get the the pick, and then to go for and out. It just broke my heart, dude. Like I just, I was like, oh god. Even knowing that we were gonna win the game, I was like, holy shit, man. Oh, it sucked so much. Oh, it was fucking horrible. But hey, you know what? Cardiac. It wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a fucking Cowboys here if we didn't have some cardiac Cowboys behavior. So they do end up, uh, they do end up winning this one. It's, it is quite a fun game. It is one of the better football games the Cowboys have played in this year. It was big, and I think it was um, Dax. I'm interested like, to hear Dax, what... I think, kind of MVP moment for the stands. You know, Bezos had uh, the most streamed Thursday night game of all time on his little network. You know, so uh, I'm sure he was. Oh, you know, he, you know, he wants, he know, he loves those Cowboys games, dude. He, so, every year after Thanksgiving, so everybody was like, watching yeah. Dallas in this one, and everybody was waiting for Dallas to fuck up in Philly, and they just didn't. You know, Dak, Dak just never. Blamed linked in this one uh i never at any point like sometimes i remember last year i would feel really nervous when the offense had the ball in big moments and uh i think the, the biggest compliment i can give to Dak right now is i feel i felt really confident every time the offense had the ball the only bad thing so i was very sick so i was kind of in and out ben guilted me into coming to the bar anyways game almost i just kind of <laughs> Uh, so I don't know that first half was like one of the worst viewing experiences I ever had, but I was like paying attention, very sick, kind of hard. I missed that it was a free pass when Dak did throw that interception. Well, that was smart, it didn't yeah. count. Yeah, it was smart, but like I completely missed what was going on, and so for that moment, I did just feel that sinking thought of oh fuck, like he just threw that. 
and you see the other guy catch it. it was just, that was the worst moment of the game for me. Yeah, because it was just like wildly. It was like a, it was a, not it was a good a, throw. It yeah, was a pick. It was a really bad pick. Yeah, it's for sure. Not he one we could take because Dak was just like letting it loose because he had the free play. But yeah, dude. How'd you guys feel was, about uh, them throwing on third this was, and three at the end? Because I I think everyone wanted to run. Hated it. Was I was okay out. with it because at least they went to CD. It just the play didn't work because I I, I think. The touchdown I don't hate, knocks them I don't out hate there. the decision to throw to CD. I and agree, man. I think it's man, also an indictment of just Pollard. I don't think it was a smart idea. An indictment of Pollard. I just, yeah, I, I mean, dude, I would have gone to Dowdle or I would have run something other than a uh, – that's a zero-sum play. You either win the yeah. game or potentially lose I, yourself the game by giving them that, that ball back. Like, and we didn't need to. There's so I guess many other things you could six, do. I think Mike was thinking, like, I don't know – you know, six isn't going to quite win it. Let's go win it. I'm never going to be mad at coach to go win it. That's all I'll say. I know everyone wanted him to run. I, it was probably the better play. I I liked the aggressiveness. I would have rather a screen pass the well, CD. They tried that on the Pollard play. Just I do think, anything. Third down or second down. Yeah. Dude, I'll tell you what. If, if yeah. Seattle marches down the field right there and scores a touchdown and we lose, that decision on third and three is the one that's focused agree, on. But that is the, you know, that is the play that loses you the game. The gut and they still have 50 seconds and they march down and score, which they did before the half, you know, I think we'd still be... Well, I'm just going to say, I don't... No, they use 90 I don't think seconds. That's Dude, the I would have a thousand uh, times percent better with 50 seconds on the clock than 90. I don't think that's a fair comparison. It's not do they just run just to try and see. Like, you can do a play to really try and score there. That isn't a incompletion that no time's off. That's probably fair. I, they tried a little double yeah. move and the corner didn't bite on it. I, I think I don't know. I, I didn't hate it personally. That's all I'll say. But I get I get everyone's general I, feel on it. You know, like I if like the gonna, idea of going for do it. that. I'm I'm yeah. If you're gonna th- if you're gonna do if you're gonna go for the score, obviously I love Cowboys That was big. We needed to cover the spread there, Mike. So I appreciated it. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my god man it that really scared me frankly because i was like dude how many times can the defense stop them they have not stopped them all night and then the first play out of that after once we kicked the field goal the first play after that was a uh, was like a like a 20 yard completion to tyler lockett and i was just like oh my god here it comes dude like they're just gonna they're gonna do the fucking Aaron Rodgers special on us where they just walk down the field and fucking kill us because we didn't fucking do the right thing because like because of horrific clock management. So it scared me quite a bit. I would have preferred basically anything uh, that would have kept the clock moving and because if you if you get a first down, you ice the game. You can just kneel it out if you want to. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 that's, I guess that's what it comes down to for me is that like a first down wins you the game too. You don't even need yeah, the touchdown. I, I, like the touchdown I doesn't agree. win you the game anymore than the first down does. They were you get the first so down, you just kneel three times guess, and it's like, over. Any completion wins you the game, so I don't know. I, you know, it was to CD at least. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't hate it as much as yeah, radio. Yeah, I, I certainly like that part. I certainly like that part. Yeah, you just, uh, I, it certainly a big piece of it is that. In moments like that, Mike's whole history comes into your mind, right? And Mike has not had the greatest well, clock know, management, the late game management record. Too. He does a bunch of weird shit late in games that people get pissed about. So, oh, for sure, and, and having Patrick Mahomes helps with your legacy <laughs> significantly. <so. laughs> um, 
but overall, I mean, over, like, important part is they did win the game. The defense did come out and get a stop uh, at the end of the game, which I was I was quite pleased with. I think what um, I also said in the chat is that if you're going to call a pass play there, you're already close. I think if you're Dak and they don't bite on that double move, maybe just, like, take the sack. Just take, like, the knee, like, five yards. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Like that's probably the better than like just chunking it's the same it up. Field like, goal. If it's not there, it's not there, right? Like don't throw it. But it, it is. You can, and then you can at least burn right. thirty seconds, just like getting the, the unit out there, like blah blah blah. So yeah, I agree. Um, damn, dude, the Bengals, old old Browning out I know. here doing this. His yeah, thing. I see that, yeah. Jags D in fantasy, and somehow Browning is gashing them. I don't get it, but it's life. Um, Star Love so, Goat. Should we do a Star Love Goat? Yeah. I don't. I for me, there's one answer to this question this week, but I we'll think, see if it's a unanimous I think decision. It has to be unanimous, but uh, I'll go first. I mean, this one's easy. Star Love Goat, player of the game. I'm not even going to give a long spiel. We already did it for an hour. I mean, Dak was phenomenal. I don't think you can give it to anyone else uh, this week, but I'll see what you boys say. I mean, everyone's could have a different player that popped, but uh, yeah, it's it's number four, baby. Uh, the love of the game? Zach? Uh, yeah. It's also going to be Dak. Fuck yeah, dude. Do we have it? Do we have the star love goat? Yeah, it's Dak oh, Prescott. we do. It's, it's, it's Dak Prescott. Um, I don't think anybody else had a game that you could, like, CD played a, a good game, but, like, he had some drops, blah, blah, blah. Dak's the only guy that I really think I can say, watching this game, I didn't see any big mistakes from Dak. And he's the one, he's the guy that put the team on his back and won us the game. So I just, like, the only thing is, and I've said this for like weeks in a row now, I'm like, I just don't know how long know, this can last. I know, that's but what I, I love it. Dude, I was talking at the, <laughs> I uh, love it. Every week I love it more. I hope it keeps going. I don't know if it can, but I certainly love the shit out of it. Four is absolutely my favorite. I mean, Zach made a, a bar buddy, a shout out to uh, uh, Eric, who hopefully is a new listener, but he, uh, uh, I was telling him, you know, I just like if if you're gonna believe in this team, it's probably based on how well that guy is playing. But also, as I said, man, I mean, the playoffs are still what six weeks away, really. Like, God, it's so hard to play in the Super Bowls. What two months away? It's so hard to play that good of football for that prolonged of a stretch. Like at some point, you feel he's got to have a stinker, and all the knives will get sharpened. I'm sure, but man, you know, it's it's fun while it's lasting right now. So. Absolutely agree, dude. It's gonna. I think this game this week is gonna be. We've said it so many times. This is the biggest game of Dak Prescott, biggest regular season game of Dak Prescott's career. Um, I said it earlier this year about the Niners game, and it was a disaster. But I really do think that like this is this can be so much if the if Dak if Dak Prescott goes out there and has like a three or four touchdown no turnover game and they beat the Eagles especially if they make a deep playoff run, you're going to look back at this game and say, this is where Dak won the MVP. I mean, we should where, talk about the numbers like, real quick. They put the I mean, Eagles what, on their back touchdowns, feet. two picks in his last six games or seven games. I can't remember which one it is. But, dude, since the Niners game, I mean, and I know the competition, the defenses have not been great. But a lot of teams I watch play on Sunday, and a lot of teams play these bad teams as well, and they're not putting up the numbers he's putting up. Um Dude, and go so, ask you know, the Chargers really about playing bad competition and what, what your offense can do. 
<laughs> yeah. Like Dude, the Chargers played the, the Patriots on Sunday. Oh, you know I watched that. You'd be forgiven. So I can talk shit. Uh, you'd be, dude, you'd be forgiven for, for, for skipping that one. That one was painfully boring, bad football. I was told all off season that Kellen Moore was going to do just unreal stuff now that he had Herbert and blah, blah, blah. They score six fucking points of offense, Herbert's taking a step back and certainly Austin Eckler's numbers have taken a big step back without Kellen, but. Yeah, I think Austin Eckler is is seeking before our very eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, looking back to – so the Niners game is really like the the low watermark of of Dak's season, obviously. Since then, uh, 8, 12, 14, 18, 21 touchdowns and two picks in that time period. Uh, let me check his, and then I've got to add the rushing TDs in there as well. It's, it's crazy, man. Like he's, he's playing absurdly good football, uh, and he's getting finally some universal, universal praise from it that even, uh, even old fuckstick Rogers is giving him love. So who I hate. Yeah, he even he even said uh he even said like he he brought up the fact that you know uh Tom Brady you know the other day made his little like oh the fucking league sucks now everyone's so soft and shitty and uh, Aaron Rodgers even said like he certainly ha- is not talking about Dak Prescott when he makes that comment which I thought I was like it's just one of those times when someone you hate makes a comment you agree with you're like very cool fuck off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's beautiful to see, and I think uh, if we guys want to jump to the Eagles game, uh, we've, we've semi-been talking about it while we've been talking about the Seahawks game, but uh, if we want to jump into that one, I think uh, he's got another chance to do it. I mean, we just watched the Niners expose this defense. Uh, they really have not had good safety play. They have not had good corner play, and they have awful, awful linebacker play. I mean, outside of that like front four, and I know it was really fun, and everyone loves to suck Howie Roseman off to be like what a brilliant GM he is. But uh, you know, it's fun to have like every player from Georgia's defense the last two years. But maybe they're not all good NFL players. Just maybe. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's fun to say it's fun to win draft season, but uh, their defense is bad, man. I mean, people move the ball at will. I think Hurts is. He's been kind of gimpy ever since he hit his knee. The offense doesn't look right. They kind of abandoned Swift way too often in the run game. Uh, Hurts takes a lot of sacks, and really outside of Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown being really damn good, like that's their entire offense is those dudes making plays. I mean, that's pretty much it. If we take the tush push oh, away the from this push. team, and we take if we take the tush push away from Jalen Hurts, okay, he is a pretty efficient middle of the road quarterback. He's a, I mean, you look at him from a number standpoint, he has 19 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Okay. Like that is nothing that anyone is overly excited about. Um, you know, like it, they're, it, it's Sam Howell numbers. Like it, it's, it's just not that that's overly impressive. It's like Russell um, Wilson numbers. I do think, yeah, they're, they're, uh, their wide receiver core. I mean, Jordan Love has eighteen and eight, and Jalen Hurts has 
19 and 10. Like, I think those are comparable players. I love goats. Um, I love goats. I mean, just statistically, just statistically, hey, just statistically. Eagles, I'm just saying you do, the numbers you are the same. If the Eagles swapped a healthy Daniel Jones for Jalen Hurts, that they'd be the same team. I want to know if you're still on that take. That may have been a vast. I, I, that, that, that might just be a vast overestimation of Daniel Jones's <laughs> okay. abilities because he he was playing a lot, okay. but. Um, I do think that, like, I do think the Giants that, would like, get a lot better. Do though, I think Jordan? If do I? The Eagles you know, probably oh, get worse, but I don't think do the Giants I, get much do better. Do I? Do now? Do I think that if you put like Jordan Love or Baker Mayfield on the Eagles, do I think he could do this? Man, yeah. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I do. Maybe Man. not to the. Maybe not to the high. Like maybe maybe they're not ten and two. Maybe they're nine and three. But like. You, you can get 90% of Jalen Hurts' capability from a lot of quarterbacks. He's he's not special, is I guess what I'm getting I, I do not buy into the idea that because he can get behind Jason Kelsey and push, he's some transcendent generational talent. I don't think that. And I do um, think, you know, the, the I mean, even Kelsey has come out and said uh, that the tush push, he's like the push is kind of the least important part of the play. It's really about the O-line getting an actual push up the middle. But. Well, and dude, they're talking about getting rid of that too. Like I saw today that old uh, old Goodell is uh, <laughs> just thinking about putting in some rules to take Good. away the tush push. It's a dumb push, play. So. And I, I, got, I got offended watching this game when the, the Eagles, you can ask Zach, the Eagles got to a first and goal from the two and ran back-to-back to pushes. It was disgusting. Not even to try one real football yeah. play. I, I was I was beside myself at how gross that yeah, football Yeah, it's, it's absurd. That's why I think they should get rid of so it. I'm, People I'm think they should get rid of finally... it because it's cheap. I think they should get rid of it because it's just ugly, man. It's just not fun to watch at all. Yeah, it. The the NFL has done all kinds of absurd shit to try to make the game more exciting, action-packed, explosive, high-scoring, blah, blah, blah. Returning us to, like, 1950s football. And, like, oh, bring back the fumble <laughs> rooski. It's just, like, an absurd fucking direction. Yeah, we're letting, like, take. Tyreek Hill get so, full, like, head start running now. Like, he can just run sideways as much as he wants yeah. so that he can get full speed, which is basically illegal. Yeah. But that's fine, Insane. you know, whatever. That's He's playing yeah. Canadian football over there, and they're just like letting him. That's cool, exactly. Cool. You're like, ah, that's um, fun to watch. But, but yeah, uh, ultimately, man, I I do think that this is a game the Dallas Cowboys can win. They played um, amazing at home. I think they do match up well. Thirteen straight with the home Eagles. games. Now? They're gonna need fourteen the... straight. I can't remember which yeah. one. 14. 14. Yeah, fourteen. Fourteen. They're four off from the record. So their their record as a franchise is eighteen, um, in the seventies. The I think this this game comes down to can you figure out a way between your guys to handle AJ Brown and Devontae Smith like to a, a degree of you know satisfaction. I really like I said earlier, I really hope they can put together something akin to the Niners game plan. Because I think if you can take away Hertz's receiving options and lock him out from the run a little bit, he becomes almost like just completely anemic. The dude was just laying down and letting DNs come up and touch him on the ground for coverage sacks. He had like three of them during that game. Um, I do not think he's currently, at least how he's playing football right now, 
capable of standing in the pocket and killing you. I just don't think There's he can do that. also Siri on Do not let, let this guy get outside let, and th- you know throw off platform. He let the offense go back out there when they're getting their ass kicked and Swift got lit up. Hurts left the game with an injury and yeah. came yeah. back. Like I don't know if that was naked stat padding or what, but man, that was fucking stupid. Man, that was fucking stupid. Sirian is a huge <laughs> piece of shit. Like I have zero <laughs> doubt in my mind that he's a bad. I'm gonna punch him every time yeah. I see his face, dude. I can't. I can't is, help it. And like, like we said before, we even got on the pod. Like that shtick, exclusively works when you're the number one team. Like the second you get blown out, we're watching it happen this week. Where like now the entire nation is clapping for the Eagles getting their fucking cheeks clapped by the fucking Niners. And, and it's people don't even like the worse. Niners. And here's another thing I'll say. <laughs> no. Here's another thing I'll say. The Eagles, the Eagles fans, the Eagles players, the Eagles organization, they love this whole, like, oh, we're a blue collar. Like, you think, oh, we get punched in the mouth. We, that just makes us come back stronger. I think the opposite's true. I think this kind of team with that kind of guy leading it, I think if they take one more loss, like if the Cowboys, like, beat them handily, I think this team implodes. I think they could lose to the Giants. I if do the Cowboys think they've beat. been kind of – and we talked about this with Dallas a few years ago, like – yeah, you, once you see yourself bleed right, like it's a lot easier to believe it. Yep. Brandon Graham was basically mic'd up during that Buffalo game. Like, you don't know Jalen Hurts the way I know Jalen Hurts. We're going to, like, they just believed that they were going to come back and win, that they're going to come yep. back and win. But when you finally lose one of those, and if you lose again, like. Bro, Jalen Carter was crying. <laughs> he was actually crying yeah. on the sidelines. Yeah. He didn't even know. Did you see his response afterwards and people were making fun of him? Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah he, he did the classic, like, Fucking oh yeah, well you're broke, which is just like the the laziest fucking response to anything by a pro athlete. Like normally I'm all I'm always on an athlete's side, but it's like, dude, you guys have talked all the shit. Your your coach tries to like fight players. You have this like low grade extra from a mob movie as your head of security who's also trying to fight players, and then. When people make fun of you, suddenly it's like, well, yeah, like, okay, dude, cool. I would love nothing more than to smash this team I think, you know, there is something to that, which once you start losing those games, man, it can get dark. And I I think they're probably too good. And I do think as much as we shit on Jalen Hurts, and I I think there's some overratedness, like he does and always has had the intangibles. I think that guy does have like a very calm presence of like, hey, just – one step at a time like all those cliches of like one play at a time like we're gonna be fine i do think that that yeah like that i agree Dak doesn't get enough credit for that Dak does the same thing but he's there he's there Dak. he's just like way 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 more hyped like because he doesn't play for dallas and i i do think that basically my point is i don't think they'll come and their schedule gets way easier after this that they'll fall completely off but i do think if we beat them they'll lose another game to somebody like they're they're just not the team that they were last year. So, they're not I, tough. I think if we if we beat if we beat them, I think you could absolutely see them lose to the Seahawks, and then all they've got left on the schedule after that is the Giants twice and I the know. Cardinals. That's and what I mean. It would be pretty shocking <laughs> for one of those teams to beat them, but don't count it out, dude. Like you if they get lose, a crazy Kyler Murray game this, every now check and this then. Out. You know. If you if they get stomped out by if they lose by twenty to the Niners and then we go out there and beat them by like two scores and then if and then if they go lose to the Seahawks and they've lost three in a row, you could be talking about complete collapse. You could see them 
go out and lose to Tommy well, DeVito. Like, I think that so. could absolutely and, and going back to this game for, for, again, just previewing this week for Dallas, I think another thing that really helps, and we saw it with the Niners, the Niners played on Thanksgiving, and then the Niners had 10 days to prepare for Philly. And again, we played on Thursday night, and we get extra rest. And that Philly team has played a lot of long games, man. And they, like I just said, Sirianni sent them out there. They look gassed to me, man. Like, they're having to rely on big yeah. minutes for that defense. I mean, Jordan Davis and uh, Jalen Carter are playing like 80 snaps. Like, dude, their defense is out there all game. Darius Slay is looking – I like Darius Slay starting to look pretty old. You know, he's in his 30s now. Like, that's a lot of snaps and a lot – less rest I, I think things like that matter on like a very granular level and i think dallas getting 10 days playing at home the extra rest uh, i think you know the line's three and a half and i think for a reason right i think dallas is rightfully favored and uh i think we win this one you know i always said we we're gonna split with them i don't know if we win by two touchdowns like andy just said but you know my my official prediction if we're moving into scores i'm gonna say uh I think I'm yeah, going to go to 34 to – I think I'll go 40, uh, 34 to uh, 24, maybe 27, 34, 27. Okay. Uh, I do think that the end score is going to show us crushing them. Okay. I think we're win by quite a bit. I'm going to go 43 to 24. Oh, I love that. Oh, I would – Die happy. I definitely think we're scoring in the yeah, 30s. The offense I, has to show up big in this one. I really think, you know, I'm, I am uh, I was looking, we looked at Dak's uh, stats. Dak has historically played incredibly well against the Eagles, even in this last game where we finally lost after like seven consecutive wins, Dak versus the Eagles. We still had a three-touchdown game against them. Um I think this is going to, this is my prediction. I think this is going to be CD Lamb's Des Bryant Eagles game. I think we're going to see a multi-touchdown CD Lamb game against the Eagles. He's going to just put up like a buck 35 and two or three touchdowns and Cowboys are going to run away with this one. It's going to be fucking sweet. I'm going 35-17 Cowboys. Defense returns to form a little bit. Yeah, 35-17 feels right. Okay. Yeah, kind of like last year. You remember last year's Philly game on Christmas where CD had like buck 22 touchdowns? One of those. Okay. Uh, and Minshew actually played well that game. Yeah, he did. He yeah, because he's better than Jalen Hurts. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he actually did ball this weekend. Jay, uh, Minshew's. I was gonna say Minshew deserves a, a gig somewhere. I think, especially with how much bad quarterback play we have to watch these days. I mean, dude, the Thursday night game. Have y'all seen For this? Sure. We're gonna get like Myth Trubisky versus. I I guess it'll be Bailey Zappi. Trubisky's still playing. It's gonna yeah, because Pickett he's Pickett's backup and Pickett got hurt, so it's gonna be Trubisky. It's Patriots Steelers Thursday night. It's going to be like Trubisky versus Zappy as the starting quarterbacks. Man. Good lord. All right, dude. I'm taking the under. The under's 30, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That is so absurdly low. Actually, actually. That, that's questionable. That's so bad in an NFL <laughs> game. Um, anyway, uh, I feel good. I feel good, Mois. I, I think. 
I still, you know, don't know if we get the one seed. I, I don't know if it really matters because the NFC South's a joke, but uh, I do think we win this one. So, you know, it's not. I don't really think we're going to get the one seed either. I think it's more likely that we win the division than the one seed because we also need the Niners to drop. Niners some games. play Ravens. That'll be a tough one. I'm interested in that in like two weeks. I will. But yeah. I'm telling you, I just, we just need if we if we beat the Eagles, I really think that can take care of itself. I think the Seahawks. So, oh, here's all we need. We just we need to win out. Seahawks beat Eagles. Ravens beat Niners. It's ours. That's it. That's it. We only need two. We only need two other teams to do their job. And we need the Seahawks to win, pull one. We need the Ravens to get a big win over the Niners. And we've seen the Niners like sometimes they have these big emotional wins and then they they get they fall off. It happened when they beat us. Agreed. You know, so uh, plus there used to be that stat of everyone who plays the Niners loses the next week. I think that's been low-key debunked, but uh, for a while it was true, so I'd love for that to, to happen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, they, they spent like a year being like, dude, we hit so <laughs> hard, dude, that like the next week. Like... Um, yeah, we it didn't happen to us. We won the next week, so take that, Niners. But – Anyway, it'll be fun. <laughs> Philly week. Uh, I'd love to get one back on them, right? And beat the uh, probably the most annoying fan base of all time. So, Fucking right, dude. Uh, all right, boys. Pod oh, picks. All right, boys. Where are we at? Let's all do right, it. I'm trying to fly through. I know we're running long today. So this week, um, you know, we, we actually had some... Uh, Pretty close ones. We all got Falcons right. Me and Andy got Colts beating the Titans. Zach was on Titans. We all got Dallas. We all got the Lions, who uh, almost blew that game. Uh, Andy actually took the Broncos. Me and Zach got the Texans. That was a close one. Texans did win. Andy got the, uh, uh, took Patriots. The Chargers did win that barn burner 6-0. to zero. Dude, I, you know I was close, dude. I, I was... I was Almost, dude. Several times in that game, I was like, oh, here it comes. All they need is one. All they need is one. Um, we did all take Dolphins. We did all take Pitt, who actually lost to Arizona, which is pretty embarrassing. Uh, thank you. You know, we're not the only team to lose to the Cardinals. I think they have three wins now, but still. Uh, me and Andy took the Bucks. Zach took the Panthers. That one was tough. I took the Eagles, I, I, so I give myself credit for cursing them this week. You guys both got the Niners. Uh, you guys took, or Andy took Browns. We were on Ramzak. We all took the Chiefs, who all of a sudden are looking pretty sus. Yeah. The Packers beat them. And we're all on the Jags right now, who just took a seven-point lead. So it's a close one with a bad Bengals team, but I think they'll squeak it out. And they might be the one seed in the AFC. The AFC's gotten wacky with the Chiefs losing. Well, they are the one seed right now. Yeah, I think ultimately the Ravens win it, but the, the Jags' schedule gets pretty easy, too. So they do play each mm-hmm. other in like two weeks or three weeks. That'll be fun. So anyway, that's where we stand. Um, I will at some point tell you guys the overall record. I just don't have my counter on. So, you know, uh, fans, I don't know. At some point, we'll have the dude perfect payoff bet for the loser. I think Zach's in last right now, last I look, see. So. No, I'm not. Oh, uh, you were at one point, but I haven't looked in a while. Technically, you and Andy were tied. Fake news, Ben. You and Andy were tied, and you guys were back of me so i think i'm safe from the dude perfect bet so I, i've been doing good i had a after that i mean that was like 
first of all, that was like two months ago. <laughs> no, I didn't say when it last Joke's got updated. On you guys. Okay. I, okay. Joke's on you guys. I watch the Dude Perfect broadcast every week anyway, so <laughs> I'm impervious to the punishment. Um. All right, this week, what are we, week 14 already? Week 13? It's week 13. Week yes, sir. For 13. 14. Yeah, 14. NFL. All right. Yeah, the week 14. Game I just talked about, you got to be a real sicko degenerate to watch this one. Bailey Zappi and... <laughs> Bailey Zappi and Mitch Trubisky dueling off. I guess I'm going Steelers because like the Patriots are like actually devoid of all talent, and even the Steelers have a horrible QB playing. They have some guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Steelers too. But I'll let you know that not only did I take the under, I actually took another bet for the total to be under 20. Damn. So you're going like a six to three type game oh i think it's gonna be a horrible game with largely field goals on occasion just a lot of punts like it's like i mean the it's gonna be like the giants patriots game but even worse patriots have actually held teams to under like 16 the last like four games they played they've lost them all because they're that bad on offense but their defense has held people down that's fair um, they actually have given up the least amount of points in the last four weeks in the entire NFL in yeah. the four, which is just <laughs> so bad. Um, next game may be fun. I don't know. Jets, Texans. I mean, the Jets benched Boyle, his short reign, and they put in Marcus Simeon. Dude, I, I heard Zach, Zach Wilson's w- refusing to go back Zach out Wilson. to play for them. Yeah. Like, won't even go out there. Like, that sucks, dude. Um, I've been fading the Jets for a living. Me and Andy invented fade the Jets for longtime listeners. Uh, it's been a money maker. If you ever are in need of it's just trying to strategy, units, just like absolutely fade the Jets. So uh, I'll probably do that again. Uh, Let me I'm tell you, Texas. dude. Fade the fade the Chargers has been a big winner this year for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. They did cover sadly last game. They were like four and a half point favorites and won six zero. So I know, dude. I was so sad. I I but I legit almost took Pat's money line. Was capable of doing anything, and then Ramondre got hurt, so it was the Zeke show. But um, Texans Jets. I think we're all on Texans. Anyone Anyone want to take the Jets? No. Okay. Uh, Rams, Ravens, maybe sneaky. The Rams have won three in a row. They're actually in the playoff picture in the NFC. Uh, ever since we waxed them, they've actually been on a bit of a winning streak. So make of that what you will. But uh, I think this is the Ravens. They just had a week off, and, you know, Harbaugh always pretty good with a week off. So the Ravens are just that much better of a team. That too. I'm definitely giving it to them. Go. I think I'm going Ravens. Uh, the Rams have looked to have a lot more life as of recent, and uh, Puka Nakua continues to impress. I did see a great graphic the other day with like all, all the uh, it was like every single rookie wide receiver's stats this year, and Puka Nakua has uh, he's going to break a thousand yards pretty soon. Obviously, uh, the worst rookie wide receiver, and maybe the worst rookie wide receiver since uh, Laquan Treadwell in 2016 is uh, one <laughs> Quinton Johnston on the Los Angeles Chargers, who after a 50-yard banger performance on Sunday, his career game, I should say, he's up to 168 career yards, dude. So great job with that first-round pick there, LA. 
Um, but yeah, I, I don't think the Rams have it in them to beat the Ravens. I think the Ravens are too good. Uh, Panthers Saints, this division deserves to be punted out of football, but uh, I golly, I what. Saints almost beat the Lions. Yeah, they dude. went down twenty-one nothing in seven minutes, and then the Lions kind of forgot to, that they had to play football. <laughs> but they did come back. I'll give them that. Uh, Winston is going to get the start, though. Derek Carr's hurt, so give me Saints. I love me some Winston. He's entertaining, if nothing else. Yeah, dude. He, he's going to be the Dubs, dude. I'm going Saints as well. Jameis. And the Panthers suck. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Saints. Colts Bengals, uh, two bad teams with two backup quarterbacks. Uh, I th- the Colts are weirdly in the playoff picture. Shit, based on what I'm se- based on what I'm seeing tonight, I might pick the Bengals. That's what I'm thinking too. I'm gonna take Colts, but I don't like it. I, this is a tough game. Not Bengals. I'm going Bengals. I think Jamar Chase is really good, and I think he can beat a team by himself. Yeah, he's having a day today already. So, you guys both went Bengals. Okay, I'm on Colts. That's our first disagreement. Uh, we move to Buccaneers Falcons, another NFC South banger. Zach Falcons continue Falcons. to win despite they only had like 200 yards of offense against the Jets, but were able to win because <laughs> Jets are that bad. Ride the hot hand, dude. I'm going Falcons, dude. Falcons, we win. We don't even play our good players, man. That's how good we are. Uh, it's-, it's like when Larry Bird would play left-handed because just like for entertainment purposes because he was too good at basketball. That's what the Falcons do. <laughs> Arthur Smith just out here just dreaming up ways to – they threw a touchdown pass to a guy I've never heard of, and I was like, God, Arthur Smith loved that. Like no pits, no London, no Bijan, <laughs> just some guy I legitimately don't He know. hates fantasy – he hates fantasy football players, dude. He really dude. does. Um, God, Falcons have been good to me, so I'll, I'll ride them. They've, they've covered for me two weeks in a row. Although, Road Baker, hey, Road just Baker a side and note. Dog Baker is the only time Baker's ever good. He's awful as a favorite. He's pretty awful at home. But Road Underdog Baker, you got to watch out for. Just remember this. I really – I've seen a lot of uh, chatter that the Bears are going to move on from Fields when they go get Caleb or whoever Makes they sense. want. I really hope just, Justin Fields goes to the Falcons. He's a Georgia kid. It's his home team. He grew up rooting for the Falcons. I think Justin Fields with those skill position players could be one of the most fun teams in the NFL. So I just want to put it out there. I hope Justin Fields goes to the Falcons. I think that'd be fucking so fun. That'd be awesome, man. Uh, And Fields has had some moments, you know. I think it makes sense that they go chase the upside. I think he can be a great player, man. Like, dude, you go back to those Ohio State tapes and, like, the Bears are just trash. Like, I really do think with the right coach, with the right guys around him, Justin Fields is a true ball player. And I can't help root for the kid. He's a super good guy. So, I would love it for Atlanta. Um, Jags-Browns, this is weirdly interesting. The Browns uh, are starting Joe Flacco right now. I don't know if you boys watched any of that. Uh, it was kind of on. Good but he, Lord. Uh, is he elite? elite Joe Flacco. You know, he actually looks about as good as Watson, you know, so they, they didn't really seem like they jumped. How old is Joe Flacco He's got to be in his, like, early 40s. Dude, they called him off of, like, his yeah. his couch to come play. I just looked. He's 38, so. Damn, dude. Getting up there. That's wild. He's only four years older than us. Like, I <laughs> just not that kind old. kind of think <laughs> the Jags are a little fraudulent, but... Uh, will... 
I have to agree. I do think this is the game that's going to expose them, though. That's what I mean. They're going to get exposed at some point. I don't know if it's... I'm, I'm going to talk myself into the Jags. Uh, I'm going Jags. I'm back on T-Dog. <laughs> Always. Uh, Lions-Bears. Sneaky game. The Lions, as I said, have been terrible. The Bears should have beat them about a month ago, and then the Bears just really bared very hard at the end, just imploded on themselves. Um, yeah. Even though it's a division game and, like, all that, dude, I just can't. I mean, for the sake of picking someone, I got to get the Lions. Like, they should beat this team easily. Uh, I'm on Lions as, as well, but uh, the Lions only three. That is shocking. Damn. I know. Soldier Bears have been low key better than their first two months of the year. They were like the Broncos. They were ass, and now they they've actually been sneaky okay. They're still pretty bad, but they're okay. Are you on Lions too? Yeah, I'm still going Lions. Okay. Uh, Niners Seahawks. Anyone taking the Seahawks in this one? I think I'm still on Niners. They're just too. They're like they're like twelve point yeah, favorites. In this, I, by the way, it's gone nuts. I it, like I, like I said, I think the Seahawks could give some pretty good team trouble, like the Eagles. I don't think they have enough for the. Plus, the they played on Thanksgiving and just got absolutely housed in their own house by the Niners. So. Yep. Indeed. I'm gonna go Seahawks. Oh. I think 49ers are gonna get. Cu- they're gonna get cocky again, like when they beat us and they lost to the Browns and the Vikings. Yeah, that's true. I forgot the other team they lost to. But they're healthy. Debo, they lost Debo's three in a row. In, you know, Debo got hurt in that game. Still, got hurt in that still game. Still, there. Black Air Force One's Debo, dude. He talked a ton of shit against Philly, which I liked, and then he went and just absolutely smoked yeah, I loved them, it. dude. Like, absolutely smoked them. That was incredible. Vikings, Raiders, pretty crappy game. I think we saw the uh, the fall of the Pastronaut, the Doblin. The Doblin King came back down to earth a bit. Uh, both these teams had by this week, so he didn't have to watch them, which was low-key nice. I don't know. I I think I'm going think Raiders, dude. Ever since they got the new the new coach, they've been they've, they've shown some fight. I think I'm going. Vikings Raiders. need this for the playoffs, though. That's the only thing that scares me a bit. Although the Raiders aren't out of the AFC picture either, it's kind of strange. So I guess they both need it. I'll go Raiders. I'm gonna go Vikings. Yeah, the three point favorites right now. I have faith that right the Doblins gonna eventually show that he's good. Uh, Chargers Broncos, a real stinker here. I know where Goat's going, so go ahead and tell us. It's the Broncos. I think the Chargers are like a six-win team. So, honestly, I'm going Broncos too. I think I am too. The, the, the Chargers are very bad. Yeah, I've been saying it. they're fucking bad. And even when they have a chance to win, we all know how it ends. Like. When it's like Chargers down three, two minutes to go, ball in Herbert's hands. We all know how that ends. He's 0 for his last eight. Like, he is the most unclutch QB I've ever seen. Dude folds like a lawn chair. He has been pretty bad in the final minutes of every game he's had a chance to win, so... Uh, what do we got? 
Bills, Bills Chiefs. Chiefs. This is actually low-key pretty good. Chiefs are three-point favorites. Bills just had a bye. It's hard to trust the Chiefs right now, but I just think... I think I'm going yeah. Bills. I think the Chiefs are like that struggle bus. They looked bad against the Packers. Yeah. I just kind of feel like the Chiefs are going to turn it around. I just won't... They, they very well could. At, I just don't I know if it's going to be this week. at home in January or in December, so I'll take Chiefs. I'm taking Fair Chiefs enough. as well. Eagles-Cowboys, we already did. We get Sunday night game. We did not mention that for our fans, so if you're waiting, it'll be the Sunday night game. Prime time, baby. Prime time is, game, this, baby. This is big. Uh, Packers-Giants play on Monday night. This is a stinker, but uh, I'll go Packers. The Packers are actually in the playoff picture. Packers. They're currently the seventh seed. Yeah, I'm going yeah. Packers too. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love, he might Packers. be the guy. I don't know. Maybe he's a guy. He's playing like how I was hoping he'd play at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Finally figured it out. And then uh, it's a double header yeah. on Monday night, so I guess we this? also get Titans Dolphins. They, they did a double header, but I guess because Packers Giants is so bad <laughs> that they're like, fine. Here's another bad game. So like two bad games. This is like one at least acceptable the Dolphins game. Are fun to watch, but I think we're all on the Dolphins. Uh, yeah, the Dolphins are going to murder the Titans. Yep. I mean, just absolutely murder the Titans. Yep, that's where I'm at. Zach, just to make sure you're on Dolphins. Oh, well, maybe. Did we lose him? No, Zach? yep, sorry, Dolphins. <laughs> really had to think about that one. All right, boys. Well, that does it for Pod Picks. Um, anyone else got anything else? Anyone else have anything else? I think that's it, dude. I'm just glad the fucking... I'm so glad that Philly lost. I enjoyed very that a lot more than I thought hey, I Philly. would. Like, I was... Zach and me were, uh, you know, watching that together at a bar, and we were... Like, full-on fangirling was the great. Niners, like, high-fiving. You would have thought the Niners were our team, dude. <laughs> they were, like, hugging people, man. Like, that's how how bad I, I wanted Philly to lose that. It was just nice to see someone else hey, suffer what we did. And it was nice you know, that it wasn't, like, a, feel better. a close loss, right? Like, if it was 24-21. Yeah. Eagles didn't look good. The Eagles just looked like they weren't in the same weight class as the Niners, which was nice. In their, in their own, in their own so turf. Great. At least when we got our shit pushed in, we were in San Fran. So. They did it at the link, bro. Hell link, yeah, dude. Bro. At the link, dude? With all those classy bro, you fans? see the snowballs getting just peppered oh. on the those fans? Dude, that whole city is just a cesspool. Just a fucking, just a fentanyl. Dude, that girl we were talking to the Marzak said like, that we could, that, that Philly fans are actually, that we would be quite nice if we went to the link. I was like, I don't believe that for a second. I'm uh-huh. like, She's not even from Philly. Dude, they're like notorious for she like yelling racial the slurs at children. Eagles of like, fantasy football. the fuck out of here. But I will say this, she did no ball. I give her a lot of credit. Oh, she did. She knew ball. So shout out to Jules. <clears throat> And she's going to this game, so good luck with that. Oh, yeah. That's that's cool. Oh, all right, boys. Anything else before we get out of here? No, I'm good. Thank you to our I'm new good. listeners. Uh, we appreciate you. Me and Zach had a blast with uh, the many people we peddled our podcast to on Thursday <laughs> night and Sunday. So uh, we're either doing the Lord's work for Hell the yeah. be boys. One fan at a time, baby, <laughs> taking over the podcast game. <laughs> Thank you so much. If you've liked what you've heard, please feel free to subscribe, leave a like, leave a rating, leave a comment. If you want to tell us that we have 
no fucking idea what we're talking about. Tell it to Ben. I don't want to hear it. So hit him up at bwbbpod on I haven't the been tweeting as much lately or xing as much lately. Sorry. Sorry, Elon. I haven't been xing. So. Is that really the verb? Is that really what I don't know what the fuck we're going with, dude. He, he's a... I don't know. It's a bad name. <laughs> but I haven't been xing very much on the x lately, so uh, I apologize. But I will respond if, you, if you're out there and you, uh, you want to give us a follow or you want to say something mean about us or Dallas. I'll, uh, I'll gladly... Uh, jump in so hell yeah all right well as always folks it has been an absolute pleasure we will be back after the sunday night showdown with the philadelphia eagles as always i'm andy Catelli. benjamin walker zachary love this has been boys will be boys take it easy peace